Listen, there's a great work to be done. As soon as you win this court battle, you must deliver this message. Take advantage of this opportunity and declare a powerful message to this world. He expects more of us. He believes we can do more. Who's going to stop Christ? Who's going to stop Christ from getting this work done? This is Behind the Work. Welcome to Behind the Work. I'm Grant Turgeon. We're broadcasting to you from the Herbert W. Armstrong College campus here in Edmond, Oklahoma. You can listen to KPCG Radio from anywhere in the world at kpcg.fm. We have a lot of shows for you, and it really is a lineup full of hope and truth. Definitely well worth listening to all of those shows. Are you getting a bit tired of so-called leaders dangling so-called freedom in front of your face like a carrot in front of a horse only to yank it away at the last second? That's what's been going on the last year and a half worldwide. Leaders make promises that the lockdown restrictions and the social distancing and mask mandates will end on a certain date only to go back on their word because of more fake science that comes out and extend the restrictions indefinitely once again. It really does take away a lot of hope. It is demoralizing in many ways. These leaders have figured out that at least enough of the population is okay with having freedoms taken away. And so they feel comfortable with imposing lockdowns all over again, as if COVID is just as prevalent as it once was. Now it is a real virus. There are real effects from it, but to suggest that, The solution to that is an even bigger, more burdensome nanny state than we already had is preposterous. We're seeing all the time how the fake scientists are repeatedly wrong. Their solutions do not work. Yet we keep being forced to obey them. Now, in some ways, these restrictions are a good thing because they help us realize that the freedom we thought we had maybe wasn't real freedom in the first place. Yes, in fact, the entire world is now enslaved. Revelation 12 verse 9 talks about the entire world being deceived by an evil spirit being. And perhaps something like the COVID lockdowns, the strangling of freedom, is a reminder of how bad (laughs) 
the state of the world really is. It wasn't real freedom. It was snatched away overnight. Now here in the Philadelphia Church of God, which is the engine of God's work on earth today, we teach the only way to true freedom. If this church were not called the Philadelphia Church of God for very good reason, it could also be called the Freedom Church of God. This is a way of freedom. That's why God's work teaches this way to the entire world. We're not just talking about it. We truly believe and we know that God's way will bring freedom to all mankind. Where leaders out there in the world restrict and hurt their own people, God's leaders offer freedom and hope and comfort. It really is an obvious dichotomy right now between what is going on in the world and what God's church, God's work teaches, what we live inside the church. Here is a quote from an article from way back in 2004 in our free youth magazine, True Education. You can access the archives of this magazine for free at our website, pcg.church. This article is titled, What is True Freedom? And it's written by Mr. Joel Hilliker. Under the subhead, A World Held Captive, he writes... The truth is, Satan has managed to bring virtually the whole world into the bondage of slavery. People are trapped, they are miserable, their lives are plagued by failure. And what makes this especially cruel and vile? The devil has deceived people into believing they are free. Even more, he has done this in such a way that people are actually helping him to enslave them, thinking they are making themselves more free. Never has this been more apparent than the worldwide nonsensical lockdowns, which have led to a marked increase in depression and suicide domestic violence issues, alcoholism, drug addiction. The world is miserable. And when we are forced for a time to stay in our homes and deal with our thoughts, when we have fewer distractions perhaps, and we have to really reflect on how our lives are going, it turns out that we're not too happy in such a situation. We start to think about our failures and the emptiness inside. 
That's why the lockdowns have led to those horrible side effects. We, ha- we are being forced to face the reality that for all of the indulgences of this modern world, all the different things we dive into to try to be distracted from the hard parts of life, none of it's really helping us to be more happy or free. Mr. Hilliker continues, people all over this earth are living in misery. They are crying themselves to sleep. They are reaching out, trying to touch the free air. But at the same time, they are making choices every day that are extending their prison sentence and increasing the torture. Choices that are strengthening Satan's grip on their lives, and yet all the while thinking that they're becoming more free. So, what is true freedom? Clearly, the world has no idea. Clearly, plenty of people out there don't even value true freedom. They're asking their own governments to take more freedom away from them. But again, what is real freedom to begin with? There has to be a definition Is it just a matter of us being allowed to do whatever we want? Maybe in some ways we could think of that as freedom, at least compared to the recent lockdown restrictions, where now the government can tell us what we can do, when we can do it, where we can do it, with how many people we can do it. It is a communist mentality, definitely. So we don't want all of those different types of micromanaging stipulations in our lives. But at the at the same time, is it really freedom to just gorge ourselves on these addiction causing vices? sexual perversion, drug and alcohol abuse. Is that really freedom? Think about a vice and someone who is ensnared in that. Is it really freedom when that person absolutely, no matter what, could not break free of that vice if they had to? Is that freedom? Or are they being forced into those behaviors? Are they being overcome by sin? Hebrews 11 verse 25 shows how Moses resisted the pleasures of sin for a season as a prince in Egypt to work for God and to try to help set the Israelites free from literal slavery. 
Yes, the Bible does admit there are some pleasures in sin for a very short time. And yet, sins are always addictive. They overcome and enslave. They lead to this crisis in mental health that we're seeing today. Why are so many people with so many luxuries and conveniences mentally ill, miserable, choked by a dark cloud of depression? Why? If they're so free, why do they feel so sad? Does that make any sense to you? Second Peter 2 gives us a fascinating perspective on this subject. Second Peter 2, verse 19. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. Here, God equates addiction of any kind to slavery. And he warns against people who offer you freedom when they themselves are enslaved. PCG Pastor General Gerald Flurry wrote in his booklet, No Freedom Without Law. Peter paints an extraordinary picture. Imagine someone coming to you, enclosed in a cage, handcuffed, their legs bound by shackles, and offering you freedom. That's exactly what is happening so often today. The drug pushers, the drug pushers and pornographers do not have true freedom. That is really, as he says there, an extraordinary picture. Someone locked and bound in a cage offering you freedom. But if you accept, you'll just be crawling into a cage next to him. Let's, let's look at the rest of this passage. It really is striking. 2 Peter 2, verse 20, For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. P Peter here is writing about those who come across this message and perhaps they are called and converted by God. They start to live the way of true freedom, but then they get tired of being free and they go back into slavery. Peter says that's worse than if they'd never known the truth in the first place. To fall so far right back into bondage when they should have known better. 
Verse 21 backs that up, for it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than, after they have known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. Notice this picture. If you thought verse 19 was visually striking, what about verse 22? 2 Peter 2, verse 22. But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb. The dog is turned to his own vomit again. And the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. That is what it's like to go from the way of true freedom, God's way of life, back into the glitz and glamour and traps of the world. Have you ever seen a dog eat its own vomit? It's really one of the most (laughs) disgusting things ever. It's something you can't even fathom doing yourself, and yet dogs do it without even thinking about it. They don't even see anything wrong with that. They'll, they'll puke something up, and they'll go right back and devour it as if it's just as good as it was the first time. What about a pig that is washed, that goes back to rolling around in the mud again. Now, perhaps <laughs> I've, I've heard that there are some benefits to the mud for the skin of the pig, but as at least as far as the appearance goes, that analogy definitely holds up too. a pig that is washed and clean, looking nice, but then chooses to go back into the mud and be filthy again. That's what it's like going from God's way of freedom back into Satan's way of slavery. Romans 7 talks about being in captivity to the law of sin. And it also talks about the law of our mind. So when God educates us as through this radio station, through the key of David with Mr. Gerald Flurry, all the other radio shows, the church publications and websites, when he educates us in this way, God's law can actually fill our minds. God's law spells out for us the way of freedom. It tells us what to do to be happy, and it also tells us what to avoid so that we can prevent being miserable and enslaved. So when God educates us in his law, that becomes the law of our minds. Paul's talking about two different laws. The law of sin versus the law of his mind. He was taught one way. That law was in his mind. And yet the law of sin was fighting against him. He was struggling against those hard temptations of of which we're all familiar. 
That is part of being a human being. Satan knows exactly how to attack us and entice us and lure us in. But notice there, Romans 7 verse 23 saying it's captivity to the law of sin. It might be something that seems good or feels good, but in reality, it breaks God's law and it breaks us. That's really what is happening. Breaking the law breaks us. It's not freedom. It's misery. It's pain. Here on the Herbert W. Armstrong College campus in Edmond, Oklahoma right now, over a hundred teenagers are attending summer educational program. And all over campus, you can hear the joyful shouts of God's young people as they play hard in sports as they engage in all types of fun activities. They're building skills, obtaining new hobbies, making lasting friendships. And really, what can you do other than shout for joy in a situation like that when surrounded by so much love and hope and vision? It is a beautiful way of life. It is a free way of life. Think about why people get into drugs. People who are addicted to drugs sometimes will try to convince you that it actually opens up their minds. They can, they can see better through their mind's eye. Because of the drugs. But get back to the source. Why did they start drugs to begin with? If they were so happy and fulfilled and uplifted, if they were truly free, why would they be seeking to fill a void in their lives with drug use? If you just think logically about it like that, about any number of other vices and traps, you'll see that what might look like freedom on the surface is really slavery. Here at Summer Educational Program, these young people are being taught how Satan attacks so that they can fight back against that. There are so many powerful Attacks on young people today. Satan has devised it to be like that. And the only way to avoid it is to know the better alternative. There is a better alternative. We don't have to go along with this world that is depressed and mentally ill. What they're doing is not working. It is not freedom. And you know what they say about people who do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. 
why would we copy those those bad examples that's actually insanity to think that somehow doing what they're doing is going to yield a different result for us john 8 verse 32 says and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free Verse 34 talks about being a servant of sin. But verse 36 says, you shall be free indeed. There is a path to freedom, a way of being unshackled. And God provides that path. Romans 8 talks about the glorious liberty the glorious freedom of the children of God. That's what it's really all about. God is inviting human beings into his family to be transformed and to transform the earth and the universe as well. God's way of freedom is not confined to our individual lives it constantly expands and includes more and more people the time is coming when everyone who has ever lived will understand more about that future god's way of freedom transcends all boundaries the earth will experience freedom the universe will experience freedom And on and on and on it will go. God's way is freedom. God's work teaches freedom. That's what this message is all about. Providing a real living hope. Telling everyone who will listen that there is dawn after the darkness. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Behind the Work. You've been listening to Behind the Work. Email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for a new episode each Monday at 12 p.m. Central Time.